Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In Ireland, we love a good story. And I'm lucky enough to be able to chat to people from all over the world to hear their story and to hear about their life in Dublin. In this podcast, we want to be able to learn from the stories of others so that people who have recently moved to Dublin can get the most out of their time here. Paula, thanks so much for, for coming. I really, really appreciate you being here. Um, I know that you... Well, basically, to do this podcast, you have to come, like, you have to commute a little bit, you have to come normally after work, you probably have to sacrifice doing other things, like going out, meeting friends, going to the gym, whatever. Um, so, personally, I, I really, really appreciate you being here. Um, and the other thing that I want to say before we properly get started is, last week I did a podcast with uh, Rishan, and unfortunately, Ross wasn't able to uh, to be here for it. And I totally forgot to mention Ross last week. And I know he was a little bit hurt by that. So I just want to say, Ross, it wasn't the same without you. Uh, we're glad to have you back. Um, you'll have the microphone fully uh, to get your revenge in, in a few minutes. Uh, but yeah, just to, <laughs> to start off with that anyway. Um, Paula, I know obviously you come from Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I was lucky enough to spend four years of my life living in Spain, right? Okay. <laughs> I went over there with a super, well, I, I went over there with no Spanish, but I went over there with a kind of uh, almost an arrogant mindset of of being thinking that I was going to learn Spanish super quickly, uh, you know, in a click of my fingers. Um, and then I got a, a very rude awakening when I learned how difficult it is. Um, and I got a massive respect since that point for anybody who first of all moves to another country and moves to a country where they don't speak the language and they have to learn it to kind of get more involved in the community and obviously for their work um so i know how difficult that process is it was extremely rewarding in the end uh, 
but I know how difficult it probably has been for you too. Um, what what is it like in general? How has the experience been for you in Dublin, and you know, with a with a with a language that's your second language? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, like say hello to Rose, especially and to you, Mark, <laughs> and thank you for the opportunity. Your podcast is really nice. And I mean, maybe the difference between you and me is that uh, when I was uh, during my scholar years, I was uh, studying English. But it's true that when I arrived here, I realized that I didn't know any English at all. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, the beginning, it was really hard. But uh, my main purpose was uh, to come here to learn English. Then I was going to an English school studying a bit every day and yeah i think that this was the way to make it mm. but um anyway i still learning english like i think that you never learn a second language at all and yeah yeah i don't know like i think that the main difference is that during a lot of years i was learning it in school yeah but Honestly, the first day that, day that I arrived, I thought that I knew English. <laughs> but when I just jumped in, in the taxi and I was trying to say the street to the taxi driver, I realized that I didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's totally different, isn't it? The, the, the language that you learn in school, you know, where you're probably listening to like Cambridge, you know, listenings where they speak perfect English. Um, they're very clear it's not really realistic and also there's that um, when you're in a classroom it's totally different to being in real life mm. because it's sometimes it can be difficult for me to talk to a taxi driver in my own language <laughs> you know because you know you might be in a weird mood or you're like you didn't really quite understand what he said um, and when you're learning maybe he did say something wrong but when it's not your first language, you're like, oh, my God, I just don't understand what I'm what he's saying. But actually, he's not saying it well either. So there can be yeah. that side of it, too. And also, I think that the English that I was learning in, in the school, it was a really formal one. Like I could write a letter for the queen, but I could not use in a real life, you know, yeah. because they didn't teach you how is the daily life. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the. One thing I kind of wanted to ask you, actually, um, before I hand it over to to Ross, um, the when I uh, decided to move to to Spain, or when anybody decides to move to another country, it can be for many different reasons. It could be you want a kind of new sense of adventure, and um, it could be that you want to experience something new. You could just want a big change in your life, um. What was I know? I know you said you wanted to improve your English, but I mean, there are other ways to do it. What was your reason for deciding not only just to come to Dublin? Let's forget about that. But what was your main reason for for leaving Spain and for looking for another challenge? Life, yeah, Life, uh, yeah. yeah. I was like stuck a, a little bit stuck in my uh, career, and I need um, the English to yeah to develop my skills and maybe to try to try to find a better job. And as well, I didn't do any Erasmus program. Then I decided, my main idea was to come here only for one month <laughs> to learn English. But then I like it a lot and I'm here for almost three years. But yeah, the main idea was about the English, but as well like to 
live abroad for a bit and check how was it. But as I said, my main idea was like only spend one month. And why did you choose Ireland? <laughs> why was it like, did you have friends over here? Had you heard things about Ireland before or? Yeah, uh, when I was um, high school, I came for a scholar trip. But I decided to come to Ireland first because it was only a, a short trip for one month. And it was easier to come here for the currency for the euro than to go to the UK. And as well, like, um, it's really close to Spain. Then it, I don't need any visa or NIV. Then it was better that to go to the States or Canada or something like that. And we're like really practical reasons. <laughs> that's uh, understandable. Like, I mean, uh, people might not know this, but uh, myself and Mark uh, were originally uh, English language teachers. So getting getting these stories from people who are who've gone through some sort of language uh, uh, course and then decided to stay like you have some people are here. They have to do a language course, but they want to work. Uh, choosing to come and do a language course and then actually being like, oh, hell, it's uh, I like it here. It's kind of fun to be abroad and uh, learn the language. So it's, it's kind of nice because you don't need to be here. Like, you I mean, you could go off to France or you can stay in Spain or places where Irish people might like say, oh, I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to move to the lifestyle seems so nice and it seems so hot and so warm. But uh, that, that, that's uh, for me is quite, quite interesting. But do you think there's a problem with learning in a school, like a language school or even, well, you said secondary school was very formal. Do you think there's problems learning in a language school that you think, you know, you actually don't need to go to it? Or do you think there is something worthwhile in attending schools? I mean, the thing is that um, I, I have found a difference between the um i don't know teaching teaching program here that in my country like because i was going like to a, a language school no and i was doing the same in spain but in spain it's really formal it's with a book and they are like forcing you to to understand the the grammar and this no and here i was lear learning playing doing games uh, meeting i mean as well i was forced to speak in english because I only have one classmate that it was Spanish. Mm -hmm. Then I needed to speak English. Then it's like you are forced to learning because you need to survive. And I I was having fun going to to the class because I was playing all the time, doing making friends. And at home, it's a, it's a, they they teach you in another way, like with the yeah. book, with the audio and it's kind of like sneaking education and in, yeah. in fun <laughs> like oh no it's a it's actually a useful skill um in ireland uh, we have uh, obviously the first language of ireland is the irish language even though it's uh, definitely not the first used uh, but we have these things called gaeltachs they're like irish colleges where uh, teenage kids go for two three weeks to and they only speak irish to improve their irish uh, like growing up, you'd hear about the strict ones that if you spoke any English, you'd be sent home. And then you heard about the ones that were a bit of a joke. It's just literally go to a different place, meet people from a different part of Ireland and uh, hopefully kiss them at a disco at some point. <laughs> you know, this is uh, we all have these. So um, but what 
what did you find useful about the the playing games of it? Because like when we were at the Gaeltacht, all we did was play games, and you and you you learned a lot just by oh I've got to make friends. I agree with you there. The communication is necessary. But what do you think there is in games that make it? And because you are having fun at the same time that you are learning, no, and you need to think in another way like be faster no because also you want to win the game and yeah. this no and when you are learning with a book uh, i mean i like to read i i like books but it's more boring no and then it's like i before to come here i i hate my english mm -hmm. school you know like i here i have fun i think that this is the difference that your your brain need to think in another way and also you are having fun at the same time that you are learning have you really have you met a lot of uh, who who are your friend group at the moment? Are they uh, Spanish people? Have you kind of fallen back into meeting Spanish people and just hanging out with Sp Spanish people, or do you still have uh, friends from different places that you need to speak English with? Yeah, I have uh, both of them, like English speakers and my Spanish community. That I think that is something that I really need, especially at the beginning when you need to do like important stuff like the bank account, the PPS, when you have someone in your language that can explain you all of this, it's really nice. And sometimes you need to speak in your uh, in your language mm -hmm. to, because I think it's, it's different. No? When you have a real problem, you express yourself better in your own language, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is a different way of thinking uh, in different languages. Like, um, I, I don't think I've mentioned on here before, but like in, in Irish, it's uh, the hunger is on me. And when you're hungry in English, it's I am hungry, like I be hungry. So there's even a different way that things interact with you uh, in different languages, even though you might not know them consciously. Um, what has like what is the funniest thing that you've kind of encountered within English? Oh, so difficult. <laughs> um, I mean, there is some false friends, no, that you think that they are the same in your own language, no. But the most recent one, it was that uh, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say that, no. I was saying like when I was really tired, I was saying that I was destroyed, and this week I have learned that. It doesn't have the meaning that I oh. <laughs> was thinking. <laughs> well, 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 I was destroyed. Yeah. yeah, that is like more in a sexual way. Ah. And <laughs> I promise you that maybe I, I have said this to my manager, you know, <laughs> yeah. trying to say that I was really tired because in, in Spain you said that you are estás destrozado. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, they are the same word. They have the same meaning, and of course. Um. Uh, maybe it's because I, I I spent quite a large majority of my time around Spanish speakers that I now I was destroyed. I actually kind of think it in that way as well, the same way as you. But yeah, you're, I think you're right. Maybe it can have a different connotation as well. But thanks God that someone said to me, you know, because if not, I will be saying the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, for anybody who's listening and kind of hears some uh, weird kind of shuffling noises every now and then, it's because one of our microphones broke today. So myself and Ross are alternating using this uh, <laughs> microphone. But I think, I think it's working well, actually. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how long have you actually been here now? 
Um, I arrived in May 2019, but during the pandemic, I went home for a few months, then almost three years. I don't know. Yeah, actually, we've spoken to a few people who have kind of been here around that same length of time. Um, and obviously, you had two years of, of the pandemic, which completely um, changes the way you're, you're going to experience mm -hmm. a place. Um, have you found it difficult to meet people here? Be because, okay, it's difficult to meet someone anyway in a new city, but put on top of that a pandemic where you're not allowed to leave your house, etc. Mm -hmm. um, how is that? How have you gotten through that? I was so lucky because when I came here in 2019, I came to, to live to a, in a student accommodation. Then I have the opportunity to meet a lot of people that they are still living here and from different countries. Then when I came back during the pandemic, they were here. Then for mm. me it was easy because living in a student accommodation, you need to meet people every week. Yeah. And then, yeah, in relation with this, I didn't have any problem. I mm. was really lucky. Have some of your friends here essentially become your, your family away from home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really have really a strong relationship with uh, some people that I have met here. And I'm really grateful to Ireland about it because without these people, I think that we, my experience will be really different. And I don't know if I will be here. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't I don't think it's anything to do with Ireland, actually. That could have happened in Canada or the UK. No, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's to do with you. And you went out and you, you were open to meeting new people because... That's another thing that you can happen if you move to another place. Sometimes if you're a little bit um, in your mind, you can be a little bit closed off to even to meet. And it makes your experience totally different. You really have to open yourself up, be vulnerable, make friendships that at the beginning, it's different because a lot of times people have the same friends throughout their life. They don't have the experience of making new friends. Mm. Um, and it, it can be difficult. Like... I think maybe sometimes you're with a group of people and you're like, oh, I have to be careful with what I say around these people because they might think something about me if I say something weird, you know, because they don't really know me. They might be like, oh, he's the guy who said he hates cats <laughs> and we all love cats and we're never texting that guy again. Um, well, obviously, that's a stupid example and not a real example. <laughs> but, you know, I think it, it, that can happen where sometimes if I, if I'm with a group of friends from from Dublin that I've known my whole life, and the same, I'm sure, with your Spanish friends, you can say something like, I hate cats, and they know oh, he doesn't really mean that, or it's it's no big deal, or he's just joking. They don't, they know who the person I am, who I am is. Is that grammatically mm -hmm. correct? <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Uh, I don't know if you've had like that was something I found difficult because I felt like I had to constantly prove myself and who I am and you're mm -hmm. constantly trying to describe who you are to people. Um, I think that in my situation as my friends are most of them people that came from another countries they they were in the same situation as me that they need to make friends then I think that um, this helped me a lot and that I could be myself, no, because we we were choosing to be friends, and then if we don't like each other, we can be with another people, you know. Like mm. uh, for me, it was easier, and for me, what I 
have found, found most or harder, no? Mm -hmm. Is to say goodbye. Because yeah, yeah. here people is coming and going every month and it's difficult to find 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 friends that they decide to stay stay here longer, you know. Mm. This is for me the, the hardest. <laughs> Did you ever think that you would do a podcast in English? No, never <laughs> in my life. <laughs> you are. Is it not like a, do you not think it's a moment for you now to just go, you know, holy shit, like look what I'm doing and yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell all my family and friends. Uh, I'm uh, so sorry for my pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> pronunciation is perfect. You understand perfectly. Um, but it's, it's, it's a massive achievement. Um, has work helped you getting to meet people? and, and... Yeah, especially Iris, because as, as I told you, like my friends, um, they are from the language school or from the um, student accommodation. Then they are from Brazil, Italy. Spain, but I didn't meet Irish uh, in these places. Then at at work, I'm meeting Irish people, and yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> what do you think is is one of the biggest differences between Irish people and Spanish people? I don't know. And I've heard it all, so don't be afraid to say something bad. I, I don't know. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Really, really, I don't know. Mm. Um, Spanish, we are always late. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I no. think I think Irish people can be which good. One, which one do you think that it will be? Is it the biggest difference between Irish and Spanish? Um, here's a, um, a one for you, and and this is probably it's a bit of an Irish stereotype, right? Um, but it it is true, okay. And this is just a little story that I'll I'll tell to kind of explain this. Um, I. You probably had the same experience, Ross, maybe to a certain extent. But when when I was younger, when you're like 15 years old, 14, 15, you start drinking alcohol, right? Mm -hmm. Most most people, right? Um, you have your first taste of beer and it's like the most disgusting thing you've ever tasted in your life. <laughs> but um, you, you know, for peer pressure, social pressure, you keep drinking. And for whatever reason, we have this uh, mentality of, how many cans have you had? Three. Ah, uh, he's had six. And you're like, oh shit, I have to drink more, right? Yeah. Um. Then you get a little bit older. You go to a pub, and we do this round drinking, right? Mm -hmm. So, I I buy a round, say to six people. Then it's rude to leave. So if I buy a round for six people, you're having six drinks, you know, and everybody has to to buy one round. Okay, it's not obviously written rules, but it's kind of social norms. Sorry, so this leads to a drinking culture, basically. When I went to Spain, um, I realized how conscious I was of how much everybody's drinking. And I, I realized in myself that I'm constantly, like, not making a big deal out of it, but mm -hmm. I know how much beer is in your drink, in your glass, just in case I have to go to the bar and get you a drink. Or we need to go more or less at the same speed because if we're drinking together and talking together, we're going to be, we need to go at the same rhythm. Yeah. And one big adjustment for me is in Spain, they could get a small glass, like a caña, and they could drink that for two hours. I'd be finished it after like five minutes and then I'd start to get really anxious. <laughs> it's true. Because I, even if it's water, it doesn't have to be beer, but I have to be drinking something. And it's something that has become into my system 
Um, and I think that's a difference between one difference between Irish and Spanish. Um, I'm not going to say Irish people need to drink because I personally don't like I can go out and decide not to drink. That's mm -hmm. fine. But if you are drinking, we do have this drinking culture or a drinking kind of system. So for me, that's one thing. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, yeah, for me, it was a surprise like uh, to find the pubs uh, busier on during weekdays. Like people after work go going for drink drinks at um, on Wednesday. Like this is weird for me because in Spain, yeah, people finish to work really late and they go home to the gym, but not usually to the pub with your colleagues on not a day that is not Friday. I think. Yeah. 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 This was a surprise. Well, I actually don't know what part of Spain are you from. Uh, it's called Guadalajara. It's Spain, no Mexico, uh -huh. <laughs> because everybody, I always said, yeah, I'm from Spain, where? Oh, beside Madrid, but where, where? Guadalajara. No, then you're Mexican. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 40 minutes by car to Madrid. Uh -huh. Then it's in the center. And, yeah. Yeah. It's nice, it's nice. <laughs> um, it's not a touristic place. It's not famous for mm. anything special. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure it's a... Uh... Each place in, in Spain has got its own kind of uniqueness. Um, just before I hand it back over to Ross, who will finish it up for us, um, I would like to, you know, maybe it'd be nice because we talk about the positives a lot of Ireland and Dublin and people's experiences, but um, not that I want you to focus on something negative, but maybe you could think of maybe just one thing that's been a little bit difficult here for you. And that could be something to do with, you know, your your work your mm -hmm. friendships the language the 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 way we do things here whatever um the obvious one is the weather right uh, unfortunately we can't do anything about that but maybe yeah. um <laughs> maybe we could i don't know if there's something else that comes to your mind mm -hmm. let me think I'm, i mean obviously the no no the weather but maybe the sunlight during the winter like for me that i am coming from uh, a country with a, a lot of sunlight The winter is hard because of the sunlight, but not about the weather. And something hard for me. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, something that annoys me a lot is that uh, you need to have everything iris. Your telephone number needs to be iris to have your bank account. Your bank, bank account needs to be iris to have your payment. Even in Europe, we have a, a law that is said that if you have any European account, you you can have your payment in, in this account. But here in Ireland, most of the companies requ require to, to have an Irish bank account. Then, I mean, I'm living here. I don't mind to open it, but it's like annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's the same. Well, I'm surprised that it's... Uh... So liberal, I, I I would think that's a good idea personally, because if it's an Irish number and an Irish bank account and everything is Irish, then you kind of, you are negating international fraud to a point. Like yeah, that, that, that would be my mental reasoning. I, I don't know if that's true. It could be just what I've tricked myself into believing that's, oh, well, that's probably what's going to happen. But uh um yeah that's just my, my take on the bank account situation yeah. that's what i tell my students i mean like, i complain because my with my spanish bank account i don't need to pay um, 
taxes commissions for half pay car, but with my 80s, yes, then it's like, oh, no. And also one thing that I, I it annoys me a lot is like Amazon is working here. Why we don't have a, an 80s Amazon premium that we need to pay for its delivery? Why? Well, I've bought a few things on Amazon without Amazon Prime and have gotten it the next day. No, yeah, but you need to pay the, no, you don't I need to pay the... The postage, like... Yeah, but if you have the Prime account, you uh, mm. shouldn't. And I mean, Amazon is working here. They have the base in Cork, in Dublin. Why do you not have the Iris uh, Prime account? But this is a stupid thing. Like... Jeff, hello, <laughs> Jeff. Yes, please fix the Amazon situation in Ireland. <laughs> they are stupid things. Like, I mean, I can't live with, with this. <laughs> uh, I have a small pet peeve. Um, and I, I don't know if you if you can enlighten me on a, on a little bit. I find when I am talking to or in the presence of a group of Spanish people, when they're speaking with each other, they cut over each other quite often or over me or I and maybe that's just my Irish sensibilities being like, oh, oh I, I wasn't finished my sentence or uh, but is that a is that a common trait for kind of yeah we do a lot <laughs> or am i just reading into it a little bit too much no we we do i think no yeah we do a lot because we like to talk then <laughs> i don't mind it's jovial it's not it's not ever uh rude or anything like that but it's more uh, uh i've noticed it quite often so i'm like okay it must be a it must be a spanish thing yeah. rather than them being rude towards me because I think so. <laughs> how could anyone be rude towards me? No. Um, so uh, just kind of wrap it up. Uh, just one more question. Uh, where is your favorite space in Dublin? Mm -hmm. it's, it's a difficult one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think that um, I like a lot the area of Marion Square because the, the park is really nice. The, there is always activities. And also uh, beside it is there is there is one of my favorite pubs that is the ginger men mm -hmm. then it's a lovely area <laughs> i like it yeah i think that it would be there perfect and yeah. Um, yeah there's some beautiful doors actually around marion square yeah and some of them are absolutely they're just super ornate and really beautiful and i think there could be one of the bloomsday houses around there with the oscar world also i think that on th thursday there is always a food market mm -hmm. yeah, yeah there is yeah absolutely and the lovely, lovely selection of foods. So get yourself down to the food market on Thursdays down in Marion Square. <laughs> a bit of advice for anybody who's going to move here. Uh, and a bit of advice for uh, anyone who's going to. So sorry, sorry. I'm looking at the clock here, but uh, uh, any advice for anyone who'd move here? Yeah, I think that um, for come here, you need to come with uh, savements because I think that it's really important during the first weeks, like say yes to everything, do mm -hmm. everything because he's the for me was the clue to, to find friends, to love the country, to decide to be here because I have a lot of fun during the first weeks. And yeah, because I have some savements, I, I could do it. And also, like during the first time, you first weeks, you are spending a lot because you need to find a house, you need to maybe be in a hotel, then be prepared for for it and say yes to everything because you you are going to meet people, you are going to go out of your comfort zone, and it's going to make the difference. Perfect. Uh, 
thank you so much for your time and <laughs> uh, you. pleasure talking to you. Thanks.